Good morning and welcome once again. We're moving into the third week of our sermon series on the renewal of work. And uh, uh, today's sermon is on rest. We've been talking about work the past two weeks. We've been looking at how our work fits, fits into the gospel narrative. Uh, we looked at last week at how we live out the image of God when we work like him. This week, uh, I'd like to speak about rest. We're going to stay uh, in Genesis this week as well. And we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. So that I think you might need to change the spotlight. Uh, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Allow me to read that. It's there for us on the screen. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. This is God's word. Let's pray for a minute. Uh, Father, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, through your word, you'd help us uh, truly understand and enjoy rest as you invited us. Not rest as we imagine, but rest as you invited us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Why do you rest? I'm not making a sermon point here. I'm asking a personal question. Why do you rest? Would you take a moment to just, just reflect on that question? Why do you rest? And, and I guess um, all of us have some very real reasons why we rest. And I guess these are some of the reasons. I'm tired. I need to rest. Or I worked really hard this week. I'm going to sleep on this Sunday. I need a break. I worked really hard, so I owe myself a treat. Give me a break. I, I need to have some fun. Uh, I need to finish Viking season seven on Netflix. So I'm going to take some time off. Or I've had enough of work. I, I need a break. You know, this is what we think rest is. And these are real and functional reasons why we rest. But is this what God means when he invites us to rest? When God says in the passage that we just read, for six days you shall labor and do all your work, on the seventh day you shall rest, is this what God means? When I think about it, I, I wonder if we may all have misunderstood rest. The rest we imagine we need and the rest God invites us to are very, very different. And so uh, my goal in this sermon is to help us explore and begin to enjoy rest as God invited us to. So first up, allow me to, to bring our attentions to the significance of rest in God's creation design. If you've read the chapters of Genesis, you would have seen that whenever God worked at creating something, he stepped back and he saw that it was good. 
God created the sun, the moon, and the stars, and he saw that it was good. The operator word here is good. But in uh, verse 3 in chapter 2, the verse that we just read, look at what it says. It says, so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. When God worked, he saw the product of his work was good. But when God rested, he made the day of his rest holy. Now, don't hear me wrong. I'm, I'm not suggesting that rest is more important than work. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. I'm trying to help us see that work and rest are one package. One is not more important than the other. But I'm trying to help us see that we might underestimate, we might all be underestimating the importance of rest. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. Life is beautiful when work and rest dance together in God's creation rhythm. The passage we read, uh, Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, is referred to again and again and again, uh, about a dozen times in the Bible, in different chapters, in different books. And every time God reminds us of this passage in the rest of the Bible, he adds a new shade of meaning to rest. So all I'm going to do in this sermon is to see how God is repeating this very same invitation to rest um, several times in the Bible and, and just uncover every new shade of meaning that God is giving to us every time he repeats this passage in different portions of scripture. And in doing that, I want to draw three things for us. First, rest is a creation rhythm. Second, rest is a redemption rhythm. And third, rest is a covenant rhythm. Rest is a creation rhythm. Rest is a redemption rhythm. And rest is a covenant rhythm. Let's start with the first. Rest is a creation rhythm. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. God rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. Why did God rest? Was God tired? Did God rest because he was tired? Of course not. He is an omnipotent God. God never goes weary. God did not rest because he was tired. And so similarly, just as God did not rest because he was tired, when God instituted the Sabbath and invited all of us to rest on the seventh day, after working for six days at the beginning of creation, the very first time he extended this invitation, he did not originally institute rest because humans would get tired. Think about it. In fact, at the dawn of creation, before sin entered the world, there was no such thing as being tired. We saw last week that toil and tiredness and fatigue entered the world only after Adam and Eve sinned. We saw that in Genesis chapter 3. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it. God telling Adam and Eve after they had sinned. By the sweat of your brow, of, the, of, your, of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. So tiredness and fatigue and toil came into the world after sins. Before sin, when God instituted rest, there was no such thing as being tired. 
So there was no toil or tiredness before the fall, and yet rest was given to us before the fall. In other words, the original pure and divine creation purpose of rest was not to overcome tiredness, simply because tiredness did not exist in this world when rest was first given to us. So it's pretty obvious that God did not originally invent rest as an antidote for tiredness. Can you see how much we may all have misunderstood rest? Haven't we all thought of rest only in the context of tiredness? Think about it. For, for just a moment. Rest, biblically, is a lot more than mere tiredness. So why did God rest? We've established that God uh, was not tired. We've established that God did not rest because he was tired. But we still haven't answered the question, why did God rest? And, and the best way to answer this question is by asking a couple more questions. Those questions are there for, for us on the screen. Why did God work and why did God love? Let's reflect on those two questions. Why did God work? Was God restless? Was God bored? Not at all. God is absolutely fulfilled in, in, in himself. He, he needs nothing else to feel complete. So why did God work? God worked because he's a worker. It's his very nature. It's, it's his very being. He created everything because he's created. That's his nature. Now think about the second question. Why did God love? Why, why does God love us? Um, does God love us because he's feeling lonely and he needs someone to love? Not at all. Does God love us because he needs our company? Not at all. God has no need for us. God loves us because God is love. It is his nature. It is who he is. It is his very being. And so God rested for the same reason he worked. He's a worker. It's his nature. God rested for the same reason he loves us. God is love. It's his nature. God rested because that is his nature. He is rest just as he is love. And so when we rest, we reflect God's image. We rest primarily and firstly, not because we are tired, we rest because we are made in the image of God. And that is why God invited us to rest in this chapter that we, in this, in this passage we are seeing in Genesis, God invited us to rest even before sin and toil and tiredness entered the world. Rest is in the image of God. And so when you and I rest, we are living out the image of God in which we were created in. Now, when I kind of, when I was grappling with this truth, it, it really convicted me. Because if I am constantly restless, and if I'm not able to rest, and if I'm constantly anxious, 
what does it tell me about how much of the image of God that I'm reflecting? If I'm not able to rest, it tells me that I'm not living in the image of God. And so that's the first thing that I wanted to draw out for us from this passage. Rest came before the fall. Rest came before tiredness, just as work came before the fall. And that's the first thing I want to draw. Rest is a creation rhythm. The second thing I'd like to draw for us from this passage is that rest is a redemption rhythm. As I said earlier, all that I'm trying to do in this sermon is to just show us different portions of scripture in which God has repeated exactly the same invitation to rest again and again and again. And every time he speaks it afresh, he adds a new shade of meaning, a new shade of significance. And all I'm trying to do is just trying to unpack and, and help us see that. So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 to 15, where God repeats the same instruction. Let me read that for us. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it, you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey or, or your livestock or your car. No, I added that as a joke. Or, or the sojourner who is within your gates that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. Now, everything sounds the same as Genesis so far, right? Well, let me, let me read on. Verse 15. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Therefore, that's the key word here. And the word therefore there implies that Sabbath or rest is a reminder of the freedom from slavery that God gave his people by bringing them out of Egypt. In other words, rest is a reminder of our redemption. If you read the New Testament, our deliverance from sin by faith in Jesus is often compared to how God delivered Israel from Egypt. And so just as the Sabbath reminded the Israelites that God freed them from slavery in Egypt, our rest on Sundays and our rest gently should remind us that God freed us from the very bondage of sin and slavery. Our rest reminds us that we are redeemed by Christ. Rest or Sabbath is designed to remind God's people of their redemption. And so rest is a redemption rhythm. Rest is a celebration of our redemption. When you and I, when we rest, we are living out the reality that we are redeemed. When we rest, we are living out our faith that we are redeemed. When we rest, we are living out the reality. When I rest, I am living out the reality that I am no longer a slave to 
anyone or anything. I am a child of God, redeemed by the blood of Christ Jesus. Rest is the true test of my freedom. If I am resting, that means I am free indeed. On the other hand, if I am not resting, or if I am unable to rest for whatever reason, I have to ask myself the question, am I free indeed? I think this is very relevant in the works, in the, in the work lives of all of us uh, in Mumbai or whichever city you are in, uh, in India, work is demanding. Um, we all work under different kinds of bosses who have different work styles, who have different expectations. We all work for different organizations who have different philosophies of work-life balance. And, and, and the reality is, and I, I want to uh, um, uh, be very practical, pragmatic, and acknowledge that, hey, once in a while, all of us do get called into work on a Sunday. Once in a while. And it's okay to make those exceptions. We don't have to be too rigid about it. But the question is, do you have the courage to say no? Or is it just once in a while, you know, one, six, seven months, whatever, uh, the frequency, or is it kind of a pattern? Or did you feel, do you experience fear um, when your boss or colleague or another team member or, or a client is, is kind of uh, making a demand uh, during your time of rest and, and he, he, you don't have the courage or the, uh, or the freedom to, or the boldness to, to say, no, hey, this, this has got to wait. If you don't have that courage, then I have to ask ourselves, we have to ask ourselves a question, are we free indeed? Rest is a celebration of our redemption. It's no less. It's not just mere resting of our bodies. Rest is a celebration of a redemption. That's the point God is trying to make in this verse in Deuteronomy that we just read. One more thing about rest as a redemption rhythm. One more thing. Rest not only reminds us of a redemption, it also reminds us of our sanctification. Look at Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 12. Ezekiel is a book in the Old Testament. He was a prophet who brought messages from God to people. He says, moreover, this is God speaking through Ezekiel, moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. So we are meant to observe rest or the Sabbath as a reminder or as a sign that it is God who sanctifies us. And that's what God's saying. He's saying, I gave them the rhythm of rest as a sign so that they may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. And so rest is an extremely important aspect of our sanctification. What do I mean by sanctification? Each of us who believe in Jesus, growing more and more, being changed more and more into the image and likeness of Jesus. That's sanctification. Rest is an important aspect of sanctification. Don't hear me wrong. Rest in itself is not sanctification. Rest in itself is not sanctification, but our ability to rest 
is evidence that we are indeed being sanctified. You see, if, if I'm unable to rest, it shows I am not trusting in God, just as Jesus always trusted in his Father. And so my rest is always a good measure of my trust in God. If I'm not resting, if I'm unable to rest, then it only means that I'm not trusting in God. My inability to rest, you know, obviously tells me that, that I'm being self-reliant rather than being God-dependent. So rest is not only a creation rhythm, it's also a redemption rhythm. Rest is a celebration of our renewal. And that brings us to the third and the last thing that I'd like to draw for us out for us from this passage. Rest is a covenant rhythm. Rest is a covenant rhythm. Again, all I'm going to do is just look at the same scripture which God's repeated over and over again to unpack a new shade of meaning that God is revealing to us. And so now I want to look at Exodus chapter 31. Exodus chapter 31, verse 16. Therefore, the context is the same. Six days you shall work and the seventh day you shall rest. So I'm not reading the context all over again. Exodus is, uh, chapter 31, verse 16. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout their generations as a covenant forever. There we see it. Rest is a covenant. Rest is a way in which we experience and enjoy our covenant with God. The word covenant is, is not a commonly used one these days. Um, but the word covenant merely means a loving and a committed relationship. Um, the agreement you have with your landlord, that's not a covenant. That, that's a contract. Um, marriage, for example, is a covenant. Our relationship with one another in church, that's a covenant. A covenant is a loving, committed relationship. And every covenant has covenant rhythms through which the two individuals in, in the covenant enjoy one another. So if you take marriage, for example, um, the husband and wife, a couple, uh, they talk to one another, they eat with one another, they go out to one another, go out with one another, they make love to one another. And these are all rhythms through which a covenant is enjoyed and strengthened and deepened. Similarly, when we rest, we are enjoying and strengthening and deepening our covenantal relationship with God in Christ Jesus. Think of this. On the seventh day, God rested. And God invites us to rest on the seventh day of every week. We observe Sunday as the day of, of, of our rest. But you see the significance of what's happening here. God is inviting us to deep communion with him in our work and God is inviting us to deep communion with him in our rest. Last couple of weeks, we've seen how when we are working um, in a godly way, we are enjoying deep communion with God. And this week, I want to help us see that when we are resting, we are enjoying deep communion with God. 
we are living in the image of God. Think about it this way. Imagine uh, you're married, and if you're single, I hope the thought of marriage doesn't frighten you, that doesn't freak you out. You know, I hope it's not that bad. But imagine, uh, imagine you're married. Um, you're married. Imagine you you're going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner with your spouse. And, and these days, the last 10 months at least, you're going to be working at home together with your spouse. You cook together with your spouse. You clean the house together with your spouse. You go, out, you go out shopping together with your spouse. You go to the gym and work out together with your spouse. You do all that together with your spouse. And you've been doing that the last 10 months, those of us who are married. And when it, it's night, you don't rest and sleep with your spouse. But when your spouse is sleeping in the bedroom, you stay up all night and you do more work. And, and some more work. What does that sound like? A marriage really works only when a couple work and rest together. There is true communion between husband and wife only when both of them work together and when both of them rest together. So similarly, our communion with God is incomplete if we commune with him only through our work and do not commune with him also through our rest. You know, for those of us who are kind of uh, vulnerable to overworking, I think that's pretty much all of us. Um, um, the whole theology of faith and work can, can kind of go to one extreme. You know, we can kind of turn work into another idolatry. And so seeing that it's not only work which brings communion with God, but also rest which brings communion with God. And, uh, and I think the two go beautifully together. When we work, uh, we work under God's sovereign plan. We work as part of his kingdom plan. And so rest tells us that we have not made that about myself or about ourselves. Rest tells us that we're truly working as if it's God's plan. A lack of rest tells us that it's no longer about God's plan anymore. It's become my plan. It's, become, it's no longer about God's kingdom anymore. It's become my kingdom. So, so real integration of faith and work is happening only when we are working, when you're experiencing communion with God in our work and in our rest. You know, as we've been seeing Rest is so much more than merely recovering from tiredness. Rest is the enjoyment of a special covenant relationship between God and his people. Rest is relationship with God. Rest is covenant renewal. In a, in a limited sense, rest is like communion. Rest is covenant renewal, just as communion is covenant renewal. Rest is a beautiful way in which we experience our union with Christ. At creation, God finished his work and he rested. At redemption, Jesus died on the cross bearing the punishment for our sins. And as he died, he cried out, it is finished. The restlessness of sin is finished. We can now enter into the rest 
of our God. Let me once again go back to the question that I began this sermon with. Why do you rest? Why do you rest? Most of us, I would imagine, would have answered that question. I rest because I'm tired. Now do you see how shallow and incomplete that answer is? So if you're tired, of course you must rest. But rest is more than a mere antidote for tiredness. Rest is living in the image of God. Rest is experiencing the freedom and the redemption of God. Rest is evidence of my sanctification. Rest is the experience of a covenantal relationship with God. And that's why gathering together to worship Jesus is so important in our day of rest, which is, which is Sunday uh, for, us, for us. Our rest can be a good measure of the health of our walk with God. And I want to close by leading us in a prayer. Uh, this prayer is written by a man named Chris Jameson, and I found that very helpful. And uh, I'm going to invite us, as I read this prayer, I'm going to read the prayer very slowly, and I'm going to pause between slides as I read the prayer, so you can make this prayer your own. You can use this prayer to, to, to repent where the Holy Spirit is convicting you, to believe where the Holy Spirit is enabling you to grow in faith, and you can make this your own prayer as, as I uh, pray lead us in prayer and come up for us on screen. O sovereign creator, today I yield myself to be conformed to your image more and more, particularly by entering into rest as you have also rested. Until this moment, I have striven and struggled. I have wrestled and worked. And I have yet, I have now met my own infirmity, my own brokenness, and have encountered the end of my endurance. But you have said, that you give to your beloved the gift of rest. And I am especially exhausted. You who formed the stars by your hand and measured the depths and the ocean. You who set the boundaries of space and time and rule over both calamity and calm you were pleased to rest as a pattern for me to follow. And yet, I have believed that it is I who bind my fate together, that it is my work and not yours which establishes and sustains me. I repent, O oh Lord, my incessant striving and efforts are evidence of my arrogance. And I come to you in humble 
repentance. Holy Spirit, remind me of my Savior Christ Jesus, who trusted his Father to watch over him while he slept, whose slumber was not stirred by wind and wave. My Jesus knew of the task ahead of him. He knew well the weight of our sin burden he would carry. He knew even of his duty to restore all of fallen creation. He knew how much of a task he had to accomplish. He knew how much work he had to do. And yet, Jesus rested. And so must I. I surrender in rest, to rest, by faith and trust in your sovereignty, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And God's people said, Amen.